1: Joining us now is power forward for the Orlando Magic, author, speaker, and founder of the apparel line, Unite Us, which we'll learn more about today, Jonathan Isaac. Hey, Jonathan, thanks so much for joining us on Takeaways.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: It it is so inspiring for me to be talking to you right now and for so many of us who are watching, to just see the, the, the man of faith, the man of conviction, and the man of character that you are. And you've been demonstrating that And and now you're doing something so cool. It's
2: called Unite Us. Um, What's the story behind that? Tell us what it is. So the story behind Unite Us is simply about looking out into our culture and marketplace and seeing brands, sports and apparel companies continuing to move farther and farther away from godly values and principles and also constitutional values and principles. And I understand that instead of just complaining about the issue, why don't I step into the marketplace and, and alleviate the problem and give lovers of God, lovers of freedom, the freedom to buy with their values. And that's what I try my best to do with taking on Unitas.
1: So it's an, it's an apparel line and that apparel line includes what? Shoes, uh, shirts, athletic apparel? Yes,
2: absolutely. So we started with just leisure wear just to start with our first capsule. So you have a sweater like this, a t-shirt, a hoodie, sweatpants, things like that. But we hope to get into shoes, get into every single line that you could think of from a sports and leisure wear perspective. This is the Judah one that I'll be wearing this upcoming season. It has five colorways, and each one has a distinct verse that goes with the shoe. So this shoe is called Ruach, and that's the Hebrew word for spirit. And uh, uh, this is John 14, 26, when it talks about the spirit is our comforter, and Jesus will send it for us. So
1: Jonathan, when, when, when people see things that they don't like going on in the culture, as you said, the tendency tends to be to complain about it, or to to just be concerned and worry about it, but what you did is decided to create something that can flip the script and change the narrative. So what, what was it exactly that you were seeing in these other brands that made you say, I want to start an apparel line?
2: Back in 2020, when the height of COVID, the height of BLM and everything that was going on in our country, I went to my pastor and I said, hey, this is the situation. And he said, why don't you create your own sneaker that you can wear for the upcoming season? Have it be about what you care about. My middle name is Judah. I love the lines. So that was the inspiration for the shoes. And then it turned into why just create something for myself? Why not create something for everybody to be able to wear their values, be encouraged by their values. And then it turned into, look at what is going on in our society. We can use this as a way to encourage people that their values are valid and we can stand up in love to stand up for our own values, and if they won't celebrate them, then we can celebrate them ourselves. That's what I'm talking about.
1: That's getting off the defense and getting on the offense. We can't just play a defensive game and expect to score any points when it comes to future generations. In the cultural game, if we want to put points on the board, we have got to be proactive, not complainers and whiners, but creators and winners.
2: And that's what you're doing. I'm I'm so encouraged by that, and so many others will be too. When you talk about the complaining, it's it's absolutely all right to look out at the culture and to call out things that are wrong. But at the end of the day, we live in a free country and a free society. These companies are allowed to go in the direction that they're going, and and they see that that's the the values that they want to push. They're free to do so. Of course, it it has that righteous indignation to it, and we want to we want to come out, we want to speak about it, we want to protest, we want to do all those things. But why not speak with our wallets? Why not take away what these companies are using and how big they are to fund other things, to put our money in 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 people and and businesses and companies that care about our values and will stand by those values without compromising? And that's again what I've been trying to do with United. Jonathan, I I I can't help but
1: just look at the importance of the name Unite Us, Unite Us. What do you think are some of the factors that are dividing us as a nation right now?
2: When I talk about the agendas that are being spewed, a lot of the things that are going on, it's to incite division, white against black, male against female, the things that are happening in our school systems today, the things that are being taught. And it's even worked its way into the church where we're divided on issues, we're divided on biblical issues that in my opinion should be forthright with the word of God and what it says. Um, and actually, my pastor, again, bringing him up again, he was actually at the altar when we were talking about this, this company that we could start in and, and how we could use it for the honor and glory of God. And he looked at the cherubims and how we have the, the Ark of the Covenant at the altar of our church and the fires in the middle. And he said, God, unite us, make us one, make us a, a, a formidable force for us to stand up for the values and the things that we care about and to take back some of the ground that we've lost in the culture and in the marketplace. The Bible says that the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. That doesn't mean we have to forcefully take things, but it does mean that we have to stand up for who we are and understand that our values are valid, that the values and ideas that were instilled in us have created such a prosperous society. And we're losing that day in and day out. And so with things like Unitas, I want young people to be encouraged, adults to be encouraged and say, I can put a brand on my chest and on my sleeve that cares about me, cares about our values, and I can see that grow, and we don't have to shop at these places. And if there are not alternative options for people to hang on, the only answer is going to be to conform.
1: You famously stood for your values in 2020. Uh, Would you just remind folks what happened then, and then talk about what Unitas is going to stand for
2: in the future? A lot of people know me from the viral moment of, you know, deciding to stand in the bubble back at the height of Black Lives Matter organization and the movement and, you know, the the tragedy of what happened to George Floyd. And I found myself in the bubble where all the NBA teams were deciding to kneel for the national anthem and to wear a Black Lives Matter T-shirt. And I remember speaking to my pastor the night before and saying, hey, this isn't something that I want to do. I don't want to kneel. I don't want to wear the T-shirt. And he said to me, Jonathan, you cannot stand for God and God not stand for you. And the next day I went into that game and I decided to stand. And it was all about the solution for me. It wasn't that I didn't see a problem. It wasn't that I didn't believe that black lives matter, but I, I didn't believe that the answer was gonna come from an organization, that the answer was gonna come from a political party or movement. The answer was gonna, was gonna come from white and black people understanding that we all fall short of God's glory. And if we could choose to love each other the way that God loves us, which is in spite of our sin, in spite of our shortcomings, then we could have true change and true progress. And so I decided to do that. And it turned into a book about my journey and and, and, and where I came from, how I've struggled in my own life with racism, fear, self-insecurity, and how I was delivered by God's grace and, and his love and how that led to me being the only one to to, to stand in the bubble. The book is called Why I Stand. I've, I've actually got it right here just to shot it. Um, it's called why i stand and yeah so that that's what it comes from um and then you talked about how united is going to stand up for these principles and ideals it's going to stand up for we all fall short of god's glory white black and indifferent it doesn't mean that you don't call out wrong it doesn't mean that you don't call out racism when it happens but it doesn't mean that you demonize a set of people a group of people um, as an all-in-one problem um you take it by a case by case basis and you strive to, to love each other in spite of the bible says to love your enemies and to pray for those who despitefully use you.
1: You know, when, when we stand for something, it also means we are drawing a line in the sand and we're also standing against other things. And as Christians, uh, we can sometimes be criticized for always talking about what we're against, what we're against. Don't do this. Don't do that. I'm, I'm anti this, anti that. Um, but by definition, when we stand for truth, we are standing against error. When we side with the light, we are going to fight against the forces of darkness. So. With UNITUS, what would you say
2: UNITUS would be proud to stand against? UNITUS is pro-faith, faith faith in Christ. It's pro-freedom, the constitution, the the ideals and the principles that help this country get to where it is today. And pro-family, the family unit that God instituted. Um, UNITUS will stand up for things like veterans, things like um, just just everything that's going on in our society today that I believe is contrary to the word of God. UNITUS will stand for in love, I I, I love to say that all the time because it's not about hate. It's not about going against a specific group or a specific side. It is to say that this is our position. If you can stand proudly for what it is that you believe in, we only ask for the same respect and the same tolerance to allow us to stand up for what is our deeply held beliefs. And we will leave the bridge open to have conversation, to have dialogue and allow you to come from the other side. So it's not about hating anybody. It's not about talking down to other people It's saying, this is what I believe. I respect what you believe. And I will discourse with you. I'll talk with you about why I believe what I believe. And at the end of the day, it may be that we agree to disagree, but I will not stand, stop standing up for what I believe in. Jonathan, what has been the reaction
1: of some of your colleagues, friends, family to starting Us? Has anyone um, suggested that you just stick to basketball and leave the clothing lines to other people?
2: <laughs> you know, I... I would say social media is definitely the wildest place to get comments and things like that. so i've I've had my fair share of negativity, but I have learned through the through the standing for the bubble, through not taking the vaccine through all these different things i've've I've, I've, I've kind of had my scales and my calluses um, come up. So when I see negativity, I try my best to focus on the positive. so yes i've I've had conversations with guys where they're asking about. Well, how is it going? How did you start it? How did you go about creating the sneaker? All these different things, which is great conversation. Um, and I just try to stay positive. There, there's been so much love already from people who are saying, I, I want to support this company and brand. What's the website? Things like that. And I didn't share that. So you can head to weareunited.com to check it out. U-N-I-T-U-S is United. And just, yeah, I, there's been a world of positivity. And that's where I want to stay. I don't focus too much on the negativity. I want, again, to instill that community aspect that encouragement aspect for kids in college campuses, kids in high school, adults all around the country to just wanna stand up for their values in a loving, peaceful way.
1: What's the way that you want to impact the world
2: that your children will be living in? No matter what it is that you believe or or that I believe, I want them to say my dad stood on his beliefs, stood on his convictions, and if he ever was in an environment, even if he was the only one that thought a certain way, he didn't waver, um, he didn't allow to stop him from standing up for what he believes in. And that's what I'll try my best to instill in Naomi, my baby girl. Those are some of the things that I wanna instill in her. Love God, stand up for what you believe in, um, be accountable to your words. And uh, nobody's perfect at the end of the day, we all fall short, but I wanna be a, a leader and a role model for her.
1: Man, Jonathan, you are such a refreshing example that embodies that verse, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, because you know that it's the power of God that leads to salvation. Jonathan, we've been talking about Unitas. We've been talking about creating solutions rather than just complaining about problems. Um, Unitas is all about uniting us. Uh, we talked, uh, talked about division. Is Unitas just for athletes or is this a, a
2: line of apparel for everybody? It is for absolutely everybody. Um, it is a high quality premium brand and we're working on continuing to expand that so everybody can be a part of it. Um, but sportswear, leisurewear. Uh, young adult in between. We want everybody to be able to rep Us and rep their values.
0: This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. You say that Unitus
1: is, is on a mission to redefine greatness. How do you define
2: greatness? Well, we have this tag on a lot of our t-shirts and things that says true greatness. And for me, it's, it's so deeply important to me because the world has defined greatness as accolades, statistics, what you have. Um, the, the money in your bank account, how many things you've won, all these different things. And it makes us insecure about who we are. It makes us fearful about other people and what other people think about us because we're measuring ourselves on a worldly standard of greatness. But I believe that true greatness is found in Christ. And when believers can come together and say, you know what? I don't need to define myself by worldly standards. I am truly great because of who lives on the inside of me. It's not a boastful thing. It's not an arrogant thing. It's saying I have in me what the world needs and God is for me. God is not against me. God is on my side. And so I can walk with confidence. I can walk with with pride in who God has created me to be. And uh, again, not in a negative sense, in a positive sense. So I want want Christians all around the country when I talked about inspiring and, and being encouraged that your values are valid. I want them to be encouraged that they are walking in true greatness. What we're doing right now, Kirk, we're walking in true greatness by sharing the gospel, by sharing um, encouragement to people that are watching. More, that Money can't pay for that. How, how much money in the world can pay for a soul? And so I don't want to define myself on worldly standards. I don't want to define myself by how many points I score on the court. I want to define myself by who God says that I am and the fact that I'm walking with him makes me truly great.
1: Jonathan, how do we recognize when God is... Is, is inspiring us with an idea. How do we recognize and be able to discern his voice in calling us to, to create something?
2: Did you feel a sense of anointing on this? Absolutely, and I, I think that there are a couple of factors. I think for the first and foremost for me, it has been obedience. And a lot of times if I think of something, it's not something that I'm just running off on myself I take it to my pastor, I take it to to my leader or mentor or spiritual um, parents and I say, hey, this is the situation, this is what I'm thinking of. And I get counsel on, is this from God? Is this what I should be doing? And so, so many of my things I believe are covered the way that I talked about I didn't know or I had a, a thought of, okay, I may not wanna kneel. What I did was I went to my pastor and I said, hey, this is the situation. All through this book, you know, called Why I Stand, there's been so many times where I was able to go to him and say, again, this is the situation. This is what I'm struggling with. And I got godly counsel and godly wisdom. And it wasn't just something that I was running with on my own. And I think another thing for me is the, is the sacrifice piece. So many times we want to do things and it's all about us. It's all about us becoming great. It's all about us doing this magnificent thing so we can be seen. But I believe a lot of things that are truly from God, it takes sacrifice. us is something that I have endeavor to create on my own. You know, you know I, I, I put my own resources into it and it takes sacrifice. It takes sacrifice of, of being the one that kind of takes the darts at the end of the day. When I stood, um, you know, in, in the bubble, I, I was ready for the heat. I knew that it was coming. And in that moment, it wasn't about me. It was about, I want to platform what can truly save men and women at the end of the day and get their hearts changed. I wanted to lift up the name of Christ. And so I was ready to, die in a sense i was ready to take the heat so i think sacrifice is a big thing for us when we're thinking about creating we're thinking about doing things so i would say those two and at the end of the day the bible does say that we see in part and so when your heart is to glorify god sometimes you'll take a misstep sometimes you'll go left when you should go right or vice versa but i try my best to just allow god to lead me stay focused stay committed to counsel obedience and everything that i'm doing today as a result of that
1: what would you say to encourage those people who say, I know what God wants me to do? How do you get started? I mean, have you ever made shoes before? What do you do to get started with an idea that you think is a God
2: idea? Checking your heart, like, you know, asking God to purify, purify your motives, purify your intentions. What is it really about? Is this thing really about glorifying the King? And that will be tested at the end of the day, because once you start, you will come under uh, persecution. There will be heartache. And if your heart is not in the right place, then you'll either drop it, you'll give up, or it'll go in a direction that it shouldn't have gone in the first place. So I think getting getting to a point where you have an idea and truly checking your heart from the beginning, okay, God, why am I doing this? And even if it is for impure motives, God, purify my motives. Help this to be about glorifying you. And the test will come. We'll all be tested in everything that we do. And um, I've been tested already. Unitas has been tested and will continue to be. And if it is truly about the will of God, which I believe that it is, we will stand the test of time. How would you encourage somebody who says, man, I don't know what God wants me to do. I wish he'd just
1: send me an email. I feel like my my life is boring. I mean, and and I'm, I'm not sure, do I have to start a big company to be important in the kingdom of God? Do I have to have some crazy, creative idea to push back organizations that are destroying liberty? How can I be significant if I don't have some great, big,
2: grandiose plan? I would say that on a team, right? You think about a basketball team, you were a coach earlier. You said, we can't just win a game off of defense. We got to score. And so I would understand that every team has different players. Every player is specialized for a certain thing. Some players are pure scorers. Some players are defenders. Some players are versatile. Some players are rebounders. Some players are are blockers. There, There are things that go into each team. And so you don't have to be the coach. You don't have to be the star player, but you are just as important. As the word of God talks about the body, can the nose say to the eye, I have no need of you? No, absolutely not. And so I would say, even you watching, even you supporting what God is up to and God is doing, you're playing a vital role. And then I would also say, if you have this dream or endeavor to do, get plugged in, plug into a church, get plugged into leadership, Um, get planted somewhere so you can be watered by the word of God and I have seen that pay off dividends in my life. Nothing that I'm doing today, I have done on my own. I owe such tremendous honor and respect to my pastor, Dr. Daron Hepper, my church family, Jump Ministries Global Church here, my my personal family um, that has helped me get to this point in time. So I would say get plugged in, get locked in, and, and get where people are, get where the vision is, and help that vision come to pass. And whatever you make happen for others, the Lord will make happen for you. Young people need
1: role models to look up to. They don't need idols to worship, but they do need people that they can look to and and, and follow in their footsteps as they follow Christ in his footsteps. But too many of those leaders in the Christian world have, have fallen. They have face planted. They didn't just trip and fall. They dove into the sea of sin after interviews that sound so good, with testimonies that sound so great. Can I ask you to honestly tell me, what are you doing to protect your walk with Christ?
2: Yeah, I I would say twofold. I would say in the beginning, obviously we all fall short of God's glory at the end of the day. The body is a hospital, or it should be. We should be able to love people wherever they're at, wherever they fall in, high, big, small. We don't understand where people are always at, the pressures, the fears, just everything that goes into somebody who is on a platform. So I would always offer grace in that situation. I would say in my personal life, I would say, I would say that I know where my altar is, and I know that the people are around me are truly people that love me and care about me, and they're people that I can confide in. My pastor is somebody that I confide in. I try my best to be transparent and tell them this is what's going on, this is what I'm thinking, this is what I'm feeling. And even in times when I don't, the Lord speaks to him, and and, and he's there to, to to safeguard and to and to and to just protect. And so I would say staying in my word, obviously staying you know, before God the best I can in prayer, but the people around you will make or break, I believe, your trajectory on where God is trying to take you because we all fall short, we all get weary. The Bible says that the young will grow weary and faint. And, um, and on all these different things, we will get tired, but the people who are around you, the people that you confide in, the people that love you, they're there to protect you in those moments and to keep you on guard. I think a lot of times when we do have these big monumentous moments of of people falling as sad and as terrible as it is, um, a lot of times the people around them are not there to protect them or to put up guardrails or there is no pastor involved. There is no leader above them to, to help keep them accountable.
1: Years from now, when you're an older man, what do you hope your daughter would say
2: about, you if someone asked who was jonathan isaac i would want her to remember me as as a lover as 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 a man who loved people and saw the best in people tried to see the best in people love people where they're at the way that god has loved me where i'm at and the way that the people in my life have loved me where i'm at um and then a a a leader somebody who has tried his best time and time again no matter what has come my way i've been injured multiple times i i have been you know say in, in other words, disgraced in the media or people coming against me because of things that I've done, but, I, but because of the grace of God, and again, because of my community, I haven't wavered, I haven't quit. And so I would want her to see me as somebody who, who, who's not a quitter, um, who will take the punches and keep on moving. And when it comes to the business of Unitas and the game and all these different things, obviously, I want them to be great. Obviously, I want them to take off and be tremendous for the kingdom of God. But at the end of the day, I want to be a man of integrity. I want to be a man of of, of, of of truth and try my best to stand on them. And when I do fall, when I do fall short, um, a man of grace for other people so I can embrace myself.
1: Man, thanks so much for talking to me again. It's uh, always such a, a pleasure and an honor. and so, so refreshing to talk with you and I hope we get to do it again. And I wish you all the best with United. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, Kirk. Thank you for having me. Hi, I'm Kirk Cameron. Thanks for listening to this episode of Takeaways. If you love the conversations that we're having, please follow or subscribe to this podcast to never miss any of this great content. And please consider leaving a positive rating and a review to help others like you discover this show.